Welcome to Rettles Pub, where we talk about the spirits while partaking of spirits. Last time on Rettles Pub. Of Catholicism and Orthodoxy makes me feel at home. And can I correlate that with quote-unquote New Age practices? I can. I can do that. And it, and it flows hand-in-hand hand for me. But do I require one thing that I've, I've stepped away from in this awakening is, are you required to believe what I believe? Now, if you would ask me that 15 years ago when I was preaching behind the pulpit, I would say, yeah, you're required to or you're going to go to hell. But now, now after the awakening, no, you're not required to believe this. You're not even required to agree with it. Yeah. At all. This is this is my vein. This is what I know and this is my practice. Now at the end at now at the end of life, we'll find out differently when we go into the break room and deconstruct from our reincarnation. Here are your hosts, Nate and Mason. Right? And then we'll make adjustments. Even I could even I know that I'm wrong. I could be wrong, right? But that's something that we have to learn in this life. But are you required to believe this? No. Well, I no. mean, nobody's required to believe anything. No. But this is my foundation. I think that's and what... And this is my practice. I think that's what this idea of reincarnation is, is that is that no, I no longer worry about it being um, right or wrong. You know, it's just the way I believe, you know, and I'm, I, don't, I don't have to listen to anything if I don't want yeah. to. Now, so. one of the things that talking about reincarnation in Christianity and my fixation with Catholicism is um, I'm in a I'm I'm driving home from work and a dear friend uh, messages me and she says she's like hey I was in meditation today just now and I was thinking about you and you and you know in your life and she said I saw a vision of you. And it's a past life. And she says, I see you in, in like 200 years ago, 100 years ago. And she says, I see you as a Catholic priest. And I see you in devotion in a monastery. And she said, I just, I don't know what that means, but I'm just calling to, to, to let you know this is what I saw. And bro, when I, when, when she told me that, there was a full of emotion that I'm just driving down the road and there's just this expression of emotion, dude. Out of nowhere, I just start crying. Just absolute, just pouring, right? And I'm thinking about it, I'm processing it. I go into meditation and I meditate on that. And what I come out of meditation learning is that I had connected, that she had helped me connect with a past life. And that's why I've, that's why I have such a fixation. On this, that's why I have such a love for the practice, the Eastern practice of Catholicism and Orthodoxy. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, but are and, you required to believe that? No. no. Well, it's an experience that we had no. for whatever reason. Do I respect you for not that? Absolutely. This is not a path that you chose. This was not a path that you were told to be put on. Yeah. Well, I think when we become so attached, and, and that's the reason why attachment is really. Um, been on my mind lately is because I think we attach, you know, sissy, 
but for the record, everybody, Sissy is my wife. That's what Adam calls, or Mason calls my wife is yeah. Sissy. She's been Sissy uh, forever. You know, that's like I was talking to Sissy the other day or Celeste the other day, and I said something to the effect of, you know, everything I am is not actually who I am. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not a brother. Mm-hmm. I'm not a father. I'm not a husband. Yes. I'm not an employee. I'm not a son. Correct. You know, and so that kind of confuses people because um, everybody wants to be something, right? But we well, are, you already are something. Yeah, I, I, I am. I am the spirit having a having a, uh, a a human experience as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a son as a cousin, as an employee, as a manager. Yeah. But none of those things are who I actually am. Nope. That spirit that exists within me that sets, sets above, if I could say it that way, and I don't even like to say it that way because it's not necessarily true. But um, that's that's the understanding that I am now, that or I have now, is that um, I am no longer this person. You know, I am... Um, I am no longer bound by that the, by those masks. The problem is, is when we become attached to those masks, and by that I mean I I become uh, I, I begin to have this understanding that I am a brother, and that's the only way that I can exist mm-hmm. is as a brother or a husband or a father or a son or a manager or employee, whatever, whatever the label is, and I become attached to those labels. Here's even this. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Muslim. I'm not a Buddhist. I'm not a Hindu. I am none of those things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those are merely experiences that I'm having in this life as a spiritual being having a human experience. This is what we're experiencing because our soul in the break room has designed us to be this. And, And when we attach to, let's just say, a father... Uh, the Duke is my son, in case everybody doesn't know that. And so if I'm attached to being Duke's father, then um, by attaching to that, I, I also uh, tend to think that um, there is an outcome to that that I have to be attached to. Mm-hmm. Not only do I have to be a father, but I have to be a good father. Yeah. And what does a good father mean? It means this, this, and this, that, the other. You know, but... If I experience this as a character, my being a father to Duke is a character that I play as a spirit having a human experience so that I can experience being a father in the way that I'm going to be a father to Duke yes. in the way that he is my son, then that's okay. But I can't be so attached to this character that should something happen, um, it's destructive to me. Yes. To where I have an outcome of this, this, and this. And I think that the Duke should be something that he's not. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I reflect. You know, it reminds me of mom a lot. Um, She was so attached to being a good mother that her her belief is that, like, for instance, one time um, when she was working for that dude in the woodlands, I can't remember his, Andy. Was it Andy? I think it was Andy. I can't remember his name. Anyway, she was she was attached to being that he was she was his employee, and I went to go see her for some reason, and and she was 
bragging that I had came to see her at work. And she was so attached to being my son loves me as his mother that he came to see me. And that's not why I came to see her. I needed something. Yeah. I mean, it was not that I was there because I was a good son. It was that I needed her to do something. Yeah. Uh, sign something so that I could get something done but she was so attached to that so um, I think that's that mom struggled with that um, without even knowing I believe in some cases that she was attached to certain ideals right. that they had to be that's the reason why I think dad kind of looks at both you and I in a certain way because I think he was attached or he is attached to us becoming something that he is attached to and we're not that and so it's a disappointment that we're not what he attached to us and so what what and and I don't even know if I'm making any sense to to the listener but in the end if you're so attached to a specific outcome then you have to understand okay so if that outcome doesn't happen is it the problem of let's say that it's me and you Mm -hmm. and I attach to the outcome of you being an atheist yep that's never going to happen. But if I'm so attached to that outcome and then you never become that, then I'm disappointed and I cause myself um, uh, suffering because I'm so upset that you're not like me. How about this? How about this? How about you grow up in the in the Christian movement and you are taught that you have to save souls and you have the you have the presupposition that you're going to save the world and because you're a dick and you're an ass. You go out to preach the gospel and nobody accepts the gospel, right? You're going to suffer and you're going to, you're going to fixate on such an idea and nobody's going to convert. And then you take that suffering upon yourself and then your community bow, brow breach you, brow beats you in guilt and shame. Because you can't bring anybody yeah. into the church. Because you're attached to this outcome. Because you're attached, to the, out, you're and attached so, to the outcome. And so I've really been pondering this idea and, 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 and trying to apply it to every aspect of my life. That's the reason why I can't say that I'm going to be a certain thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm attached to that outcome, then I'm, I suffer when that outcome doesn't happen. Because maybe, maybe the spirit that I am has set forth a specific path that I'm supposed to take, which has nothing to do with that specific outcome. And therefore, if I'm traveling down the road that I'm supposed to take, take mm-hmm. and the outcome that I'm attached to doesn't happen, then I suffer because I'm thinking I suck because I can't have this specific outcome. Yes. But if I'm taking a path and that path is laid before me in a certain way, whether that's painful or pleasurable, I can't attach to pain nor can I attach, attach to pleasurable. Yes. That I, I can't, I can't try to manipulate my life to, to, to circumvent pain or to embrace pleasure. Mm-hmm. I have to allow my life to go. And if it includes pain, so be it. Yeah. If it includes pleasure, so be it. Um, the pain or pleasure is not the point. The point is the experience. And so if I'm attached to a specific outcome, which is pleasurable to me, and that never happens, or maybe it's something that might happen, or maybe it's something that, that is pleasurable, but is not meant to be, right. It's not going to be. And if I'm so attached to that, I will never experience in a full manner what I'm supposed to experience. And then I become bitter. Yep. Right? Yes. Because if I'm attached to what is pleasurable, 
or what is positive or what is supposed to be mm-hmm. because we've been raised that it's supposed to be a certain way and I'm attached to that supposed to be yeah. and that's not actually what my life has supposed to be yes. according to my Yes. According to those steps that are ordered, then I, I become bitter, embittered. And here's this. If I'm attached to uh, let's 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 go back to you being an atheist as as the most extreme example that I can think. If I'm attached to you being an atheist and me being able to convert you to atheism and then you don't become an atheist. But I'm so attached to you being an atheist. When you don't become an atheist, I decide that it's it's not worth even being here right. or or. Or, or I become angry or bitter because of something that your life, your steps are not ordered to be. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, boo-boo. What is it, Yogi? Make sure to check out Reynolds.pub. I love them like I love a good picnic basket. Yogi, that's a great idea. But what would Park Ranger say? Don't listen to him. He's a commie. Let's make it personal. So, I started off in the ministry 20, 2000, year 2000. Um, and I took steps, right? I took steps. I read the books I was supposed to read. I hung around people I should have been hanging around with. I was networking with people I should have networked with. And... I was told that I was going to be a minister, right? I was going to be a pastor. You're going to be a great pastor. So then for 20 years, I follow that with the expectation and the attachment of being a pastor, right? And I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I say exactly what I'm supposed to say. I comply with community guidelines, right? With the expectation and the attachment to be in a church, right? To be a pastor of a church. And... Every step that I took did Every not bring me to that. So it's disappointing. So then when it, when we arrive in 2020, that's when I began to struggle and realize that there was an attachment that I should have abandoned or should have adjusted. Or should have never ever. Or had. should have never even pursued. Yeah. So then you get pissed off. Because 20 years of my life is wasted. 20 years of struggle and um, passion, effort, sweat, tears is absolutely a waste. But then here's the question. Here's here's the big question with that. Let's just take that example. Yeah. What if those steps are exactly what they should have been? I see that. Yep. And so, and so maybe, maybe you're exactly on the perfect path of where you should be. Yeah. And so that's where I struggle is when I look back and I'm like, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should mm-hmm. have done that. And then you, you struggle with depression, right? Because, Definitely. because you, you should have done this and you should have done that. No, you shouldn't have done anything. Yeah. The path is what the path is. Yeah. You know, and when you're anxious about what is the future hold, what, what if, what if, what if my future holds pain? And you're anxious about having pain. Yeah. Maybe that's exactly what you're supposed to go through. Yeah. Maybe you're taking the path that you're supposed to take at the perfect moment that you're supposed to take it. And if that includes pain, you're supposed to go through that fucking pain so that you can come out on the other side and say, oh, that's why that happened. 
Yeah. And so when you look at it in your case, let's say, you know, you've spent 20 some odd years pursuing something that didn't turn out and it, it, it may never, ever turn out. Right. Right. You can either be upset about that, depressed about that and anxious about the future, or you can look back and say, oh, that path brought me to exactly where I am today, speaking on this podcast about the things that I need to speak about, because you know what? Maybe somebody on the other end of this podcast hears it and says, oh, uh-huh. maybe I don't have to be depressed anymore because my path was ordered. Those, yep. Man, now you start to get me preaching. Yep. Those steps are ordered as God has put them before yeah. me. And who is God? Now, that's a whole question you need to answer on your own self. And me, I think it's my spirit. I think it's that which which exists above me that says, hey, I need to take this step, this step, this step, this step, and this step so I can reach this goal. Yeah. yeah. And once I reach this goal, hey, we're all good. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what path you take that you think you take. Yep. Yep. You've made every decision that you've needed to make at the point that you needed to make it so that you're on the perfect path. Yes. Whether you... whether. <laughs> Whether, Whether it includes pain yeah. or pleasure, it yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, You're on the path that you're supposed to take to get to the place that you're supposed to be. Exactly. Because you need to learn exactly what you need to learn. Yes. And so that's... I'm getting all excited about yeah, this shit. Yeah, he's... he's a, he get you 10%. I'm having a hard bro. time sitting still. That's how excited I'm... That, that's the one thing that, that's changed about me in the last year is that it doesn't... I, I no longer give a fuck right. about it. Right. You know, do I want the pain? Fuck no, no. I don't want if pain. we had a choice to have the pain or not the pain, but it'd be like, I'm going to vote for no pain. Yeah, right? exactly. Every <laughs> single fucking time. No pain for yeah. me, please. Yeah. We'll pass no struggle. The, no the, struggle. We'll pass on the vegetables. I don't need none of that shit. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that that's the reason why I no longer worry about what's coming in front of me. Right. And I no longer worry about what people think about my path. No. Because my path is my path and it is ordered. It's ordered. It's ordered. Yes. That, that phrase has made my life change over the past three or four months, however long I've been thinking about that. And that doesn't mean that the small things that I make, the small decisions that I make are not um, uh, uh, changeable. Mm-hmm. You know, likely what I eat for supper today, it doesn't give a fuck in the whole grand scheme of thing, but maybe it does. You know, so... But I think these big steps that we take that are overarching, overarching through our lives are ordered so that we can make it to a certain place and learn a certain experience and experience that certain thing so that, you know, and it's not even about learning a lesson. Right. It's not even about that. It's about, let me just experience this. Right. My spirit wants to experience this pain. Yes. For this reason. And I may not even understand the reason. We never will. And so... Um, that's the reason why I, I kind of don't worry about predicting the future mm-hmm. or determining that I'm going to do something or not do something yep. because that, that path is already set before me. And if I attach to a specific outcome for that path, then I suffer because when that outcome doesn't happen, it may not have been, pre- it may not have been ordered for me to go through. Yeah. Yeah. And it matters not whether I want the pain or the pleasure. Right. It only matters that I follow the path. And in some ways, it doesn't matter whether I actually follow the path. The path is in front of me, and it's going to be what it's going to be. What I have experienced since starting the podcast, last last recording, did I have I received negative influence, right? Negative, negative, negativity. Yes. But what I have also learned 
is that I was scared to fully step down from pastoral leadership. Scared. But I felt that it was right. Right? I felt peace about stepping down. And I felt at home. I feel at home here. Which is something I haven't felt in two decades. Right? In 20 years. So as we as we progress and i feel the struggle and i suffer the pain the one thing i know is that i still feel comfortable i still feel at peace and i still feel at home even though i feel the suffering even though i feel the pain i feel at home i'm not saying that pain is the home i'm saying that the journey is the home and if i'm home then let the suffering come, let the pain come, because I feel that we are, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Well, there's, there's, there, um, so, so, you know, you get, you get, you, there's a point, um, where it's relieving to understand that I no longer really have to worry about what the future holds. No worries. I am literally. I think the word we're looking for is. Fate, yeah, fate, fate, something to that destiny to yeah. an extent. Um, the the other question becomes also, um, well, not question. I think it allows me to live presently. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean I can be present right here and in, and enjoy or hate or or have some opinion about this exact experience that I'm having right now to where I can look at you and I don't have to worry about the past and I don't have to worry about the future. I can be present in this moment right here, right now and enjoy it, whether it's painful or pleasurable. Right. And so when we look at the podcast, um, we are exactly where we need to be doing exactly what we're supposed to do. And it's perfect. Am I perfect? No, but no. my steps are ordered, yep. and therefore I am exactly where I need to be at the moment that I need to be there. Yep. And and when you start looking at that, then you can say, you know what? If I pass away tomorrow, it's exactly where I need to be. Exactly. Doing exactly what I need to do. And I hope the people that love me miss me. Sure. But at the same time, I hope the people that love me will say he was doing exactly what he needed to do, how he needed to do it, when he needed to do it. And because of that, he made a difference in my life. Yep. Is it my purpose to make a difference in your life? I don't know. But I have to live my life in such a way that I can't be correct. So here's the thing. We get so attached to a specific outcome. Let's right. take Christianity. Right. We get so attached to witnessing to the sinner so that they might be saved. When maybe, just maybe, we just need to be Yes. Right here, right now. Yes. And and quit trying to witness to an individual who may not need to be witnessed to. Maybe that individual just needs me to tell you, hey, it's okay. You can make it today. That's a perfect that's perfect. You know, you, you don't have to you don't have to come to church and be baptized in the name of Jesus, speaking in tongues with the and, 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 and remission of sins mm-hmm. and all these tenants and all these things and go say fifty Hail Marys so that you can do this right. and that and the other. No. Maybe yep. it's all about saying, Hey, you're perfect. Yep. Doing exactly what you're doing. Yep. How you're doing it and what you're doing. 
Yes. You are enough. You don't have to be better. You don't have to be anything more than what you are right the fuck now. Mm-hmm. And you can make it. And so if I start looking at it that way, then I start realizing that my attachments to outcome is what fucks it up. It does. That's it's what fucks everything up because maybe, maybe I'm attached to you speaking in tongues when I need to be attached to just saying, hey, you're a good person. Right. Hey, you made a change in my life. And that's why the Buddha teaches to not have attachment. Because with attachment comes suffering. The noble truth with attachment comes great suffering. Yeah. And so, man, that that has been so effective in my life recently to the point that it frustrates people sometimes that I'm not attached to any specific outcome. I'm not. Do I want it to be something specific? Sure. But I am not attached to any specific outcome. I can't be because I don't know what that outcome looks like in the future. I have no clue. None whatsoever. If I fixate on it, if I fixate on it, that's going to bring suffering. Not only to myself, but it's going to bring suffering to everyone around me. Because I'm trying to control them. Yep. That's that's what I found. It's when I... (laughs) Nathan's getting woke up right now. He's getting awake. When I start attaching to a specific outcome, then I start attaching to manipulating someone so that they can give me the specific outcome, which they may never actually give me. And so then I'm pissed off at this one person because he's not giving me what I want or she's not giving me what I want. And then you're they, verbally cursing. You're and, verbally p- placing incantations on yeah. them. And then I go back to the runes in the last episode or the episode before where we're talking about runes and every word that we speak. And we realize that no matter what I speak into somebody's life, if their steps are ordered differently than what I think they should be, I'm going to be disappointed and suffer because of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas... If I just look at it as this is a path that I'm taking and I'm going to experience this pain or pleasure, depending on what it is, then that is what I'm supposed to experience as I'm supposed to experience all the time that it's supposed to be experienced. Yes. It becomes perfect. I don't understand it sometimes. Yes. Most of the times. Whiskey makes me cry